What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. You. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. What's up? Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston podcast. This is your host, Hannah Briel. And on today's episode, I'm talking with Reggie Ellington, owner of Fast Athletic Performance. You may also know him on Instagram as Fast World Class. But he is the owner of Fast Athletic Performance. And Fast is a performance facility located in Charleston on Upper Meeting Street, serving athletes and non-athletes, doing functional fitness through an athletic approach. Reggie works a ton with youth athletes, and he's very passionate about getting people active and getting people to perform at a higher level. We talked about his gym, his why, his vision, his background, how fast has changed, what you can expect as a client, and where he expects to see Charleston Fitness go in the next few years. Fast is currently offering two free weeks of workouts for anyone who's interested in getting more out of their fitness. They are super unique. They're all about making fitness fun and enjoyable. We also dive into the topic of youth athletes, misconceptions about workouts, and Reggie's personal wellness routine. So check them out on Instagram. All the info is in the show notes. Otherwise, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Very excited for today's episode. Today, I have Reggie Ellington in the house with Fast Athletic Performance. Welcome, Reggie. Let's go. Oh, welcome, welcome. How you doing? I'm great. I'm super pumped to hear more about you, your business, what you do here in Charleston. So tell me a little bit more. Tell me more about Fast. What is Fast? Okay, Fast. Fast is an acronym for Fitness and Sports Training. All right, it was born 2013. Um, just as a way to take um, people that I was currently working with and create a business out of it, you know. Um, now, at this time, the name is Fast Athletic Performance. Um, just over last summer, rebranded it to Athletic Performance instead of the Fitness and the Sports Training, just because in Charleston, there are a lot of fitness gyms that are opening up, and our main service caters towards um sports training athlete i mean sports playing athletes mm-hmm. um so we wanted to make sure that anybody who is looking for that type of training um would see that and and i our, our business wasn't 
uh, in a position to compete with some of the large brand fitness companies at this time. So fitness and sports training kept putting us at the bottom of the list on the search bar, you know? Mm-hmm. But when we put it as athletic performance, it's at the top now. There you go. Okay. So there was kind of a lack of athletic performance facilities in Charleston. Yes. And actually, FAST is the first Black-owned sports and fitness training facility in Charleston. Dang. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's the first and, um, and also the first in the Charleston city limits. Um, so um, with that, we're trying to, you know, break history a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Always. So yes. tell me, how did all of this start? To be honest, it started, I'd say, when I was 12. Okay, right? wow, we're really um, taking it back. <laughs> yes, let's take it all the way back and zip you forward real quick. So started when I was 12 because I used to be a Ninja Turtle. Uh, um, I used to be a Teenage Ninja Turtle when I was growing up and a Power Ranger. So I've always been interested in um, doing flips and moving my body. All right, then it became um, time for me to play high school sports. And with that same athleticism of being active, uh, took that and became um, played running back in um, high school, and it got me to gain a scholarship, a full athletic scholarship to Charleston Southern, which brought me to Charleston. Um, now, um, I started fast because I saw that there were a lot of guys like me coming out of high school who had talent, but didn't get the exposure that they were looking for, or didn't know what they should be doing to bridge the gap from high school to college. All right. So I took after college, I took some time to visit different high schools, go to different local parks and just talk to the guys. They're seeing like, Hey, um, what is something that you're looking for? Um, have you ever had a trainer before? And I went to like five or six different parks and, and just like on a Saturday morning, just seeing guys work out. And most of them said no. So it was like, you know what? I think it's time. Um, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much how fast started. Um, but um, it was, I'd say, the motivation came from after I was working at a, a gym um, up in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. And um, there, that was my first career um, opportunity after college in 2010. And they ended up closing down. Um, and with that, had some clients that were still wanting to train. So it was like, hey, meet me at the park across from Bishop England on Daniel Island, and we're going to train <laughs> there. at the park. Yep. yep. That was before park workouts were cool. That was before. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 2013, yes. Okay. So how has it changed in the past few years, and now what does FAST look like today? Over the last few years, I'd say that my understanding of how the body moves have increased. All right. And with that, I'm able to offer more to my clients. So um, one thing that we focus on mainly at FAST is mobility. All right. Because I have a saying that I say mobility is the key to all athleticism. All right. Not most say, yes, flexibility is mobility in different ranges of motion. But with mobility specifically, the, the, the ability to access more of your body, especially with velocity or speed, is going to be produce a better athlete. So that's one of the things that I was good at. I was, I still have one of the records at Charleston Southern right now for speed. And I've always been an explosive athlete. So I'm like, Hmm, I've worked hard on this in high school. How can I get guys who didn't get this kind of training to that level and better, you know? So now where fast is now, 
I've implemented um, those types of ways of training and created classes um, to break down um, how to become a better athlete each day, you know? So we'll, we base our classes off of four main attributes. Um, so what does a class look like? Gotcha. Okay, so at FAST, we offer two main services that are different from each other, okay? And that's where I really want the messaging to be clear. So FAST Athletic Performance was specifically built for athletes who want to increase their abilities to, become, to get that full athletic scholarship make the team, or excel from where they are. Now, with that, since athletes get out of school at 3 o'clock and beyond, we have a facility all day that is empty until kids get there, right? So what we did was, hey, we know after people finish playing high school sports, they still want to train like they did when they are in high school or college. So we created an avenue called Fast Fit, which is our adult fitness class, to allow members to access their youth athleticism again. So we'll do some footwork um, with some ladders and some of the agility tools. Um, occasionally in that fitness class, we do some jumping, but the majority is of our functional athlete, uh, excuse me, our functional exercises, all right? Um, Yes, the word functional these days is thrown around loosely, but how we tie it in is we tie it into your daily living. Okay, so all the exercises that we do are gonna be movements that you use daily. Okay, and of course, we're gonna do things that's gonna help you increase range of motion that you might not um, be doing on a daily living, but it all feeds into the tunnel, I mean, into the funnel, you know? Um, so for a fast fit class, it'll be high intensity, um, more strength training than cardio and lots of mobility. All right. So far, we have a lot of before and afters, and all of our clients reach their goals through more strength training than cardio. Um, at, so, so at, with, with our with our method, you know. Now, level two is our athletic performance class, and that is strictly for middle school, high school, college, and professional athletes. All right. So we have a middle school, high school combined class. And that's our developmental um, athletic performance. Then we have an elite. That's for a college and professional. Um, and that's offered at 11 a.m. And our um, athletic performance is after school at 5 p.m. Okay. So you kind of have two, two branches, both serving athletes, like both serving this population that they weren't really getting what they needed out of what Charleston already had to offer. And so yes. I see all the time, like, I mean, mo a lot of my friends, like, They've played sports all their life. Their whole life was about sports. They worked so hard to be able to get on the high school team. They worked so hard to be able to get on the college team. They got a scholarship and then boom, they graduate and it's just over. And they've, yes. they've been used to having, you know, coach trainer led workouts. They've been used to having these different type of workouts, sports specific workouts. And then May comes and they are like, Oh, well now I have to figure out like, what do I do with my fitness? Like, what does my fitness look Definitely. like? Um, and so I love that. Like you're allowing people to continue. Yes. Because what happens if you stop is if you, you lose it, you That's know, fact. it doesn't, it doesn't just stay there um, when you stop using it, you know, so you got to wait those abilities back up and sometimes it's, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like I, so, 
go ahead, a lot go ahead, of ahead. people a lot of people struggle with oh i used to play you know soccer in high school i don't play anymore but i play once a week and like well, i keep getting hurt and i'm like you're not practicing mm. like, you're not preparing at all the way that you used to definitely man that's a factor so here's the deal um with our fitness class right um we we have a model though yes we cater our workouts around athletic movements but not super dynamic all right that's what i want to make clear because yes if you come into the fitness class you're not specifically training for a sporting event mm -hmm. so we don't have to it doesn't have to be the same amount of um heavy load or the intensity of the exercises the difference is the the timing of the exercises as well as the amount of reps all right and um for the sports training class it's going to be high dynamic so lots of jumps lots of like lateral movements band resistance you know so for our fitness class though we do have a saying and that say you don't have to be an athlete to train like one all right because what we don't want to do is scare those away who've never worked out before because our class is a start where you are class yes uh, we're going to be introducing you to new athletic movements or some that you've been, uh, experienced before but our job is to help you become a healthier individual and we're going to add a little bit of dynamics to that you know yeah definitely so you worked in like the fitness scene in charleston right like, yes. graduated csu worked at the sports performance and what was that like and like how do you feel like fitness in general and then also your view in terms of sports performance has changed in the last 10 years? Oh man, great question. So um, at first, um, Charleston, I was trying to figure out if I was gonna like plant my feet here. Yeah. Because um, 10, I'll say 12 years ago in 2010, the opportunities to work at different fitness facilities wasn't prevalent. So it was like me looking outward towards going back home to Atlanta, Charlotte, or even Miami, like somewhere to where I know where I can work with athletes, you know? But after just speaking with my family, writing things down to see what makes sense, it was like, hey, it might be a longer journey, but if you start something there, um, you know, it'll kind of be like a big fish in a little pond to where you have more opportunity to attract, um, attract, athletes who may need your services other than those that we already know need them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, hey, um, we might not have a lot of pro athletes down here yet, but there's a lot of young athletes who may potentially will become a pro athlete. So we got to help. Um, that's how we help them get there. Yeah. The youth athlete scene in Charleston is huge. Yes. Uh, so many club teams around here, you know? Yeah, and a lot of kids like playing sports, the same sport year round. Mm. Like, oh, I'm on three club soccer teams and I also play for my high school team. And I'm like, no, <laughs> 12 years old. Like, what? No. It's like, I love soccer. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> right. It's like, I, I could tell. <laughs> and not doing any strength training, not doing any mm. performance training. They're only playing that sport, you know? That's the pathway to injury right there. Do you see a lot of those kids that have just specialized in sport? I have, I have. Um, actually, um, a young guy came in last night and um, as an exceptional athlete at his age and does well in soccer. But literally, it's like a, it's funny because it's it's almost hand in hand. When you see someone excel at a younger age, most of the time their mobility is 
poor, you know? So um, it was like, I had his dad right there. And I was like, hey, I want you to try to touch your toes. Like, he could barely touch his knees, you know? Yes. But, but, he was, but he excelled at soccer, like, over the, all the other guys, you know? So it's, that's what I wanted to show his coach. I mean, it's his dad, um, he's overpowered and understabilized, okay? And that's what I'm here for, to help bridge the gap. So it's like he was really good at the, the things that he needed to do for soccer, but then just the other things he hadn't focused on at all. Like, yes, reach your knees. I'm thankful that you're here, you know, <laughs> because now we're going to work towards not getting injured because these things eventually going to, you know, injury occurs if you're not taking care of your micro um, steps, you know? Well, yeah, if you just can't, you can't bend down and reach the floor, like, and you're 12. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's an issue. He is taller, but still, it just shows you that younger athletes don't stretch, you know, and it's okay because especially coming from the younger sports teams and coming from home, that's not what um, the coaches are pushing as much. It's more about faster and work harder, you know, and it's, it's specifically any team that I work with, I really sit down with the coach and let him know how important mobility is to the livelihood and the longevity of his team. Yeah. All right. And I create mobility programs for the teams I work with so that, you know, on the back end, after all this power training that we do, the first play of the game, they're not ripping a hamstring, you know? <laughs> Tell me about your like, fitness and athletic background. So I got a scholarship to Charleston Southern to play running back, end up switching to cornerback um, my junior year. Um, it was, we were pretty stacked at running back. So Got to, got to get in where I could, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, after that, though, um, I got into um, just some local lifting events. And um, now I'm, I'm a fellow Spartan racer. Oh, really? Um, That's cool. Yes. Um, definitely get into that. Um, last year was the first year I really didn't do a bunch. But the years before that, I was doing at least three a year, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the My main skill is... I'd say fast switch movements and um, more plyometric movements. So more jumping and more footwork. That's, my, that's, that's what I have my highest ability in. Um, and that helps me as a running back and a cornerback. So I saw that I excelled in those things. So I want to help younger athletes be able to access their body that same way, you know? Mine just came from, because we, we used to go outside all the time. As a kid, we stayed outside. Like, it was our parents had to come get us from outside, throwing the football, like playing hide and seek, doing all kinds of stuff. So you naturally become more athletic when you're always playing around. So as an adult, like, I kept it. Um, and I try to teach the younger athletes, like, hey, get outside and throw the ball. Get off the sticks. Get off the game. That game is not going to teach you how to become a better person or it's not going to give you the skills you need to go get this to, to be a better player, you know? Like, leisurely, it's fine. But every day, that's all you do when you come home is sit down and play the game. Mm, it's not a good path um, to, or for good habits, you know? Yeah, it's like our childhood was, like, so much outside, so much, like, fitness and just, like, natural exercise. Yes. Now it's all iPads and, I mean, we had TV, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like it is now. And so No way. Just it wasn't the main source. <laughs> what'd you say? It wasn't like the main source of entertainment. Now, before it was like, we get outside, ride bikes, skateboard, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, I was so bad at skateboarding, but I wanted to do it so bad. Do you remember the scooters? 
Oh my goodness! Yes. Those cold? I don't remember. Um, those razor. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. You can bust yeah. your shin. <laughs> exactly, and that's what you would get for Christmas is a new bike or the new razor. Definitely, for sure. And like now, you get an iPad. <laughs> I know it's 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 crazy, but you know that's why they have people like you, myself, to encourage them to move. You know, um, because. Yes, um, it's easier to sit down and do nothing, you know, and it takes effort to go exercise, but the rewards from that effort are so great that it should be something that you want to do, you know? Definitely. It should be a, a huge part of our lives. And it, I think it used to be a much bigger part of our lives, but like as our technology got better, as we like, you know, Western civilization got better, like manual labor labor jobs are less common more people sit more people work at desks and so like we've kind of taken out our natural physical activity and now i think we're starting to see that in kids but then on the other spectrum i'm like obviously pretty big into crossfit and i look at like the younger generation and they are freak athletes like because Mm -hmm. they started so young and so like there's almost a separation of the parents and the generations that are like focusing on fitness, like when we have kids, my kids are going to be lifting in sports, all of those. Yes. And so they're going to have started that so young and they're going to be so strong and so fit. And it's just going to be a part of their lives. And I'm like looking, I don't know if you, if you keep up with like the CrossFit games at all, but I'm expecting the 18 year olds are going to start beating the 25 year olds. I, Yeah. Cause, because they're going to be starting so much earlier that by the time they get to that level, they've already been doing this for a while, you know? <laughs> oh my God, these girls, these like 18-year-olds are like snatching 200 pounds. It's wow. wild. It's, wild. it's really cool <laughs> to see, though. It's like we're going to get this population of superhumans, you know? <laughs> uh, that's a, I, I, I love it. I know. It is crazy. The CrossFit games get me so fired up. Like, just watching. I want to go work out, like, after watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, there's Seriously. like the urge to work out, and then there's also like, wow, I'm never going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that part, it's like, okay, I don't want to do 30 calories and then 30 burpees back to back. Like, um, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you're almost like, oh, that, that looks really painful. I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. How, what was your, like, sports performance and fitness training like as an athlete, like, growing up before college? So, Atlanta, just like New York, is going to be a larger city where – they're going to be a lot more like big time athletes and celebrities, you know? Mm-hmm. So from a high school, we would have like ex NFL players or um, it's a couple um, professional boxers. Kids went to my high school and they, they would get a trainer to come to the school after school. And it would be like, Hey, um, send this to your parents to see if you want to sign up for training. So um, I'd say 2003, I'm telling my age here. Um, but 2003, um, that's when I really saw performance training for the first time. All right. Um, I had a guy come down to my uh, high school and he basically, he had something called speed camp. All right. And he took us through a bunch of exercises over, um, six weeks and I got faster, but the experience for me was way greater than the fact of how much I got faster, you know? And that really made a mark on me to where um, every summer during college, I would go train with him. Mm. Um, and that's who I got my first performance job with um, as I was 
finishing college. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was like it all came together. Um, but um, he saw that I was really interested in the type of training he was offering. And there, <laughs> funny story, he set me up to train. Because I let him know, I said, hey, I would like to do this, um, be a, become, become a sports performance trainer. This is 2006. And I remember this because the date was June 6, 2006. So that was 666. Oh, God. Um, no. I know. Um, but I remember that because it was like a casual conversation. Like, I would like to do this, man. Like, how do I get into it, you know? And um, he was like, just keep doing what you're doing as far as training. And, you know, once you finish school, we can talk more about it. But he says, but, hey, um, next week I want you to come in. Um, um, I, I just come in. I want you to check out one of the classes. I was like, okay. And this is the June 6th. And I walked in, and literally, I'm walking in, and he introduces me as the trainer for the day. Oh. Yes. I was like, huh? I was like, no, no, no. I, he was like, you got it. You'll be good. And he was like, I'll be back. And he went upstairs and like, it's like a balcony. And he was like looking out the window. He was yeah. like, just, he, it was a group of young kids. And he was like, just, just do what you know. You got, he's like, the floor is yours right here. And I did not even prepare. <laughs> I didn't even know, you know? Yeah. So that kind of answers the question of um, high school was the first time I've ever trained with anybody outside of just working out. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where the passion started. And from there, it became a passion of mine to where I would like to do the same thing that I've learned, but in a more, you know, um, as we grow more technology, just try to get better, you know? Yeah. Like starting it sooner and making it more robust. And like you were probably rare in that you like sought out training and you did it regularly at a young age. Yes. Now that's definitely getting better, I hope, but also making it more like, I don't want to say mandatory, but making it, making these kids understand that like it's a part of their sport, the training, so, the weightlifting, the sports performance, like your sport makes up all of those things. It's not just your playtime on the field. No way. And like helping them understand this overall, like it's definitely going to make you a better athlete, but also it's just going to make you a better human. Just going to make you like 100%. healthier long-term. What yes. did you do in, in the fitness class when he, or the, the sports performance class when he said, okay, you're doing it. Like, what did you do? Man, great question. So I just basically took, took them through some of the warm up exercise that I did in my own football practice um, that we used to do as a team. And um, I just kind of was like, use some of the equipment that I was seeing around. He had like some ladders in the corner. Then I saw like some cones. I was just like, well, cause since I didn't have any expectation, um, and so he, since he didn't give me an expectation uh, or tell me anything, it was kind of like, hey, um, just just make it work, you know? And my goal for them, for the kids, was just to have some fun with it. You know, it's like, hey, I'm not a good coach yet, or I don't even know what I'm doing, but let's, let's have some fun. Heck yeah. You know, and, that's, and he told me that that is, he said, that's the key. Mm -hmm. He told me that, and I think at that time, he was like late 30s. And he was saying that's what's been keeping him doing um, for his passion. He was like, making it fun. He was like, when it's fun, it's not a task. And when something becomes the task, it becomes something that you um, resent, you can't resent do, you know, doing, you know? So I always remember that. Like, hey, this is, make it fun. Even if I'm working out by myself, I'll try like to do like a weird rep count just to, you know, keep myself accountable, you know? Oh, I see your Instagram post. Oh, thank you. <laughs> your, um, your blooper video, that was Oh, so yeah. Yeah, I busted my toe really bad at the end of the video. 
like the toenail came off, but it, it's healed now though. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Have you ever been at a point in your life where your training is monotonous, where where you are resenting it? Um, I wouldn't say the training. I'd say my habits outside of training. I can say I've been there before. Um, and it's not an area that I've stayed long, but yes, um, it does. It's more so my outside of the gym habits, such as staying hydrated daily, such as if I don't, if not meal prepping, I'm not probably going to eat the amount of calories that I need daily to sustain the energy that I need to coach at the end of the evening. Mm -hmm. And if those things get off my coaching, I can't be who I want to be when I coach, you know? So I haven't resented my workouts but I've definitely got to a point where I'm just like, hey, enough is enough. I have to come up with a outside of the gym, make sure that's super structured so that while I'm at the gym, I don't, it's, it's a great experience, you know? Yeah, like uh-huh. making sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself. Exactly, exactly. And, and I, when I say even a little bit when, as far as resenting the workouts, as a trainer, I stay at the gym majority of the day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, just being in there, I don't, I don't just really have the energy to work out. I just don't really feel it sometimes, you know? Yeah. And that's when I will, um, if, I, if I start to feel that energy, um, I will either ask one of my trainers to, um, we just work out and I have them lead it, or I'll get out of the gym and go start running for, like, a couple weeks and start going to Hampton Park and doing pull-ups. Because what I don't want to do is – ruin my relationship with working out, you know? And you can do that by trying to force things to where if I force it, force it, then I might not even want to work out at all. (laughs) You know, even as a coach, um, these are things that I want to be transparent about because people look at me and be like, I bet you work out all day. And it's actually, no, um, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of, I mean, all coaches and trainers get into this because they love it. And right. so many people think, oh, well, you own a gym or you're a trainer. Like you must, you work out all the time. It's so available to you, but it's normally you start to resent it. You start to need to separate yourself from it. And yes. what, what started as like your passion and what you love is now the thing that you need time away from. And yes. even just something like you said, like having someone else lead the workout or like I can't program my own workouts. Like I do that for people all day long. I just don't want to do it for myself. And I, yes, I know that. I know that feeling right there. (laughs) And I also like, I like going somewhere else to work out. Otherwise, Mm. like I feel like, Oh, I'm just at work still, you know? Yes. So kind of figuring those things out. Cause I think a lot of people struggle with that. They start to resent their own health and fitness when we are in the health and fitness industry. 100%. It can happen. Definitely. You got to figure out like, what do you enjoy and how do you like, go take a walk, separate yourself from it, you know, like mm-hmm. get, switch your brain from I'm in work mode to like, okay, I'm here for me mode. Um, it's so it's, it's great to be able to like be transparent about those things. Cause I think so many other coaches and trainers do struggle with that. Most definitely. And it's okay. And I've, I've learned to be okay with it because I know, um, my body's going to work like a cycle and I'm not going to always be in my peak throughout the year. So when I'm at a low, I'm learning to embrace it and be like, you know what? Right now I'm just, my energy is lower. I'm going to do more yoga type workouts. I'm going to do less um, dynamic workouts and less sets. And, but, but um, one thing I do want to make clear is working out can be whatever you want it to be. You know, 
Um, sometimes I'll choose two exercises and just go for a few rounds and barely break a sweat. But that was my workout for the day, and I was okay with it because yeah. I moved my body. I got my heart rate up, and it made me smile. Heck yes, yeah. I think you don't have to like you don't have to like sweat and like be drenched or um, have to feel like you gave everything to every workout because that's another way of how to resist it. Just having that balance of being okay with how your body is reacting to your normal life. You know, like, hey, if you don't have good energy right now, it's okay. Don't force the workout today. Or maybe this week you don't work out that much. Yeah. You know, but there's a limit. You, you can't, it can't just get too comfortable with not, uh, with, with getting away from the discomfort, you know? Um, sometimes it's your body telling you like, hey, you need to go work out. And understanding the balance of like, hey, today I need to sit back and tomorrow I'm feeling the same way, but today I need to actually get up. Yeah, I think sometimes I feel bad when I have worked out for too much for too long. And then other times I feel bad when I haven't worked out. You know? <laughs> yes, so <it's>, yes. <laughs> I like what you said. It's almost like meeting yourself where you're at has a couple different meetings. Like sometimes it does mean like giving yourself grace, resting, going slower. And then sometimes it means like giving yourself tough love and doing the thing that is going to be the most beneficial. And I think there's mm -hmm. a lot of like, we have a lot of expectations as to what we think a workout should look like. Mm -hmm. When you do, mm -hmm. because obviously like you've been working out forever. It's a, it's a major part of your life. It's not just like, it's not just like this hobby or this short-term thing. Like you view fitness as very long-term, right? Yes, definitely. So because you view it as long-term, like if you take a month and you take it easy and you do more yoga, it doesn't affect your long-term gains. It's right. not like, oh God, I didn't get my workout in this week. I'm not going to look good on spring break. It's like, no, we're, we're doing this for much bigger reasons now. 100%. Yes. That you, you hit it on the head with that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, using fitness as a means to an end, like obviously is very popular, but then also we need to start looking at fitness as like, this is just a part of our lives and it being a part of our lives. Like it's going to change. We're going to change what we enjoy, but it should mm -hmm. just be a part of our day, you know? And like yes. you said, like make it fun, make it enjoyable. Cause if you don't enjoy it, like, why are you doing it? There's so many different types of fitness. Oh, like yes. go find something that you love. Otherwise you're not going to do it. We already do enough things that we don't want to do. Exactly. And when, when becoming healthier shouldn't be one of them, you know? <laughs> exactly. It should be one that you want to do. Yeah. Yes. So you already told me a little bit about this, but I really want to get into it. What makes you different? What makes fast athletic performance different from first, just like most fitness personal training studios, yes. but also other sports performance and athletic facilities? Most definitely. Um, okay. So... Number one, I'd say we're starting with just me. Um, anything that I show you, anything that I can tell you, I can show you. Okay. And also, I wouldn't ask you to do something I couldn't do. Okay. So our training is based off who we naturally are. Okay. As our coaches at FAST. Now, um, for our coaches, they go through a one-month training process before they can even coach their first class. So we don't want to um, train athletes or Anybody that comes through our doors with improper form or um, with the incorrect intensity. Mm -hmm. So 
how to look for that and what to know. It just say we took our coaches to a, I say four to six week process on how to understand each person that comes through the door and how, I, how, how I like them to um, assess and make a plan for their program, you know? Um, so what makes fast different is our combination of our dynamic movements in the fitness class, but our ability to, um, excuse me, our exercises have the ability to access more of your body. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yes, we're going to do traditional um, bodybuilding style workouts where we're focusing on muscle groups. But a lot of the exercises that we do um, might a- activate muscle groups that you don't usually use. You know, and putting your body in a different position to um, hit that fitness goal from a different angle instead of um, keeping it linear. You know, um, so we pride ourselves on um, exercise versatility, um, creativity. And um, the fact that they deliver, because um, we see how they relate to uh, people in their daily living, as well as the athletes on the field or court. And then how is fast athletic performance different from other sports performance facilities? Okay. Um, well, we say that we don't strive to be different. We just strive to be our best. And with that, um, you know, we're going to have – um, with just my background of um, playing sports and um, what I, what, where I want to see Charleston go mm. in the next five years, we are making our workouts cater to, I'd say, this new age of people. Now, what does that mean? This new age of people is people, like you said, people are becoming more active. People are understanding, especially since COVID, people are realizing that if you're not moving your body, you're at a higher risk of sickness. You know what I mean? So that is creating this new wave, new wave of people that is definitely into becoming healthier, healthier eating, um, plant-based living, as well as home gardens. People are making that over the last two years, I've heard so many people start a garden, you know? So when I say this new wave of people, I mean that people who are wanting and willing to put energy into making their life physically and mentally better. So where and, do you want to see Charleston in the next five years? Uh-huh. Well, I called this five years ago. I said that in the next five years, every gym is going to have turf. Here we are. Wow. All right? yeah. What I see is everything goes towards performance no matter what. Okay? Because performance, when you train professional athletes, that's the top tier of training. That's the highest you can go because they are at the top of the – the totem pole and they get paid the most amount of money for what they do. So what I see is around the world, especially with our narrative that we're pushing in Charleston, everybody's going to be training like an athlete over the next five years. That's going to be the minimum standard is you do athletic movements on turf with barbells and dumbbells and kettlebells. All right. And I've seen that I've been doing that for six years in Charleston I've seen a lot of gyms gain turf that didn't have turf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that it's exactly happening in, in, in steps. That I say by 2025, even closer than five years, I can say the majority of the gyms down here are going to be offering more dynamic and mobility style workouts. I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to talk yes. in 2025 and we're going to yes. do another podcast. <laughs> Most definitely. I hope y'all remember that fast doing it first (laughs) exactly there you go yes that's cool so i've noticed recently 
your Instagram has exploded. <laughs> I know, right? It's like going Tell crazy. Me about that. What happened there? Okay, so um I'm an I'm an analytical person. All right. Um if I'm taking time to do something, no matter what it is, I'm constantly evaluating if I'm doing it correctly or what am I doing with my time? Mm -hmm. All right. So um and that's one of the reasons that we're doing our um our rebrand, our I say um renovations is because I want things to be more accessible and and as well as more prevalent, you know? Okay. You went from, I just saw a post that you had 10,000 followers and now you have like 18,000 followers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Okay, so yes, that right there. Um, recently over, I say since October, since I met with Chris Sands, I believe October 6th, 10 days before my birthday, mm. all right? And my life has changed since then. The fact that I've been meditating, I've been given access to more of my brain, it feels like, to where my creativity is up and how I view things is a little bit more in depth. All right. So what I mean by that is I've been on Instagram since 2012. All right. I've been posting maybe at least once a week for since then and maybe less, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, in the person that I am, Anything that I'm doing, I want to make sure that it is um, actually I'm, I'm doing it the right way or I'm getting the most out of it that I can for my time. Mm -hmm. So if I'm putting out posts, I want I, I wanted to find out the method to get the most exposure. Mm -hmm. You know, so I took like three months of understanding. This is big. right here, OK, because I've helped three people reach 5000 followers in six days. OK, hey. this Anything that I learn, I tell everybody because I understand that that's not the reason that people don't know this stuff because people always keep things a secret. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a whole different podcast. We can go down a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> but, um, but what I will say is this. My question was, what do the creators of Instagram want from me? Not what, I'll, not what do I want to show people on Instagram. The people who created Instagram, what do they want me to do? And how do they want me to be good at it? So I took like three months to really dive down that hole, you know? And what I realized is Instagram, if you have a business page, it needs to be a business page. Meaning that everything that you do should be going towards growth. So there is no more just posting because that's wasted time. It's not going to get the emotional engagement and that post didn't do what you thought it was going to do. Hmm. That's all bad. So how about we slow down, learn how to post correctly, and get times 10 the engagement. Now we got people walking through the door. Hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, my goal was, what do the creators of Instagram want from me? So I tried it. October was when this first, I basically looked at the template. I looked at some of the people who were doing very well, and I saw that they were doing a list of certain things that um that i saw that other people liked mm -hmm. you know um so because instagram you can put out amazing content but if nobody agrees with it it won't get the exposure that um you're looking for or it won't help change many lives you know mm -hmm. so it's like hey i don't make content to get up for four, five people 
I want the max amount of people to see this so that they can learn something from this. So how do you do that? All right, now, um, that's a course that I'm selling on 59. I just, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I just dove in on what I was doing compared to what the creators of Instagram wanted. And I had to take my, my wants out of it because Instagram is a business. Mm-hmm. And if you, gotta get, if you wanna get bit better at business, you gotta follow the business rules for the business. So I went down that route and it works. So within, in October, I had 6,000 followers. And since then I've gained- um, 11,000. Yes, 11,000. So because I've literally changed over my last nine posts, I did those things. Um, And the growth, most of the growth, I say 5,000 friends and followers came from this one post. And it's just really been blowing up. But I understand, I understand how Instagram works now. And I have a new goal. Um, I'm definitely planning to just keep changing lives, you know, on there. Can you tell me about how fast has changed in the last few months and how it's going to continue to change? You mentioned a rebrand. Yes. Okay. So um, when I was over at Orange Theory, I had a nickname. Uh, and they called me Flash. All right. Um, <laughs> like Flash um, Gordon, like the fast um, Marvel character. But um, here's the deal. Um, I always had little nicknames because I was pretty fast growing up. But recently, I say over the last two years on my Instagram stories or even when I post, I'll put a little lightning bolt because I know that represented something fast. All right. But at this point, I fully adopted the lightning bolt and I've created the S in my F-A-S-T as a lightning bolt instead of an S. Yeah. Um, so it's F-A lightning bolt T. And inside of the lightning bolt, there's a man sprinting. Um, and it, it's like shaped like an S. So um, now that right there is just a little bit more catchy to, so, to show people like, hey, it kind of ties into what we're about. But um, what's different now is more structure of the workouts, um, easier sign-up process, um, more classes on the schedule. So right now at Fast, we have our website fastcharleston.com and um right now we offer class from 6 a.m until 7 30 p.m daily Woo. all right yes yeah, so we have it 6 a.m 7 15 and 8 30 in the morning mm-hmm. we have a noon class and we also have um strength training at 5 15 so we have a, something called strength training class fundamentals of strength training all right and that class is less on the conditioning side more on programming lifting weights uh, for those who might not want to do a lot of running or rowing or sprinting um that'd be the perfect class for them you know um and our last class of the day is our fitness class our fast fit as well as in the morning you know so let's say i'm a client and i want to start at fast how do i yeah. start you said how do you start yeah what does that look like what's the like all okay. yeah well number one on uh, your first day in i would take you and show you around my goal is to know more about you all right? because I can't lead you to somewhere if I don't know where I'm leading. You, all right. I can, I can have a direction, but if it's not where you want to go, that direction is pointless, you know? So it's like, Hey, let me hear why you came through these doors. Mm-hmm. Why'd you even reach out to us in the first place? You know, then it's like, okay, thank you for those goals. Let's align what we can do for you um, with those goals. You know, and we set a time limit. So I do want to let you know that FAST is a quantitative testing facility. 
uh, we thrive on testing every two weeks. Mm. All right. And we have a database to where we're showing our athletes how they're getting better. <laughs> then we got to get you on board to try your first class because okay. we do offer our first class free um, because we want people to get a good taste of what we're offering right now because it is a little different than traditional fitness classes. Um, but at this very second, which is just started last Monday, we're doing a two free weeks for the first two weeks of and all new members. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, just because sometimes you need more than just one workout to try it out. Yeah, for sure. You know, so just like a little promo that we're doing right now to get people to understand what fast is and um, get the word out, you know? Definitely. So what is like one thing that you wish more people knew or understood about health, fitness, sports performance? Gotcha. Um, one thing I would say in health, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer all three. Oh, all right. okay. Um, so for health, health doesn't have to be looked at as, um, I'd say, as a conglomerate. All right. Because there are multiple micro parts to create this macro picture. You know, my goal is for you to work on your micro. Because micro leads to macro. So if you can drink one extra cup of water a day, if you can touch your toes five times, and that's what, next week you're touching them 10 times, guess what? You've improved that much. You didn't even hit the gym yet. You know what I mean? So it's like health doesn't have to be looked at as, oh, I got to be super fit and I have to eat super clean all the time. No, health means that you are actively caring about getting better and living longer. Boom. That was so good. That was <laughs> Such a good sentence right there. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I could, I could tell you were building up for it, and I was like, yeah. I that. That's a great way to describe it. I appreciate that. So um, for fitness, though, fitness, I'd say the number one thing I like to say with new members is listen to your body, okay? Because, you know, you're going to have a mental goal, okay? And with that mental goal, your body is going to only have a certain amount of energy to meet that goal. And, you know, each day, you got to appreciate the amount of energy that you have. Okay? But guess what? Even if it's low, sometimes you got to push a little bit hard to actually go do something for your fitness. You know? So fitness shouldn't be a task as well as it should be something that um, you know is going to help you improve in your life. So it shouldn't be something that you look at as um, something you don't want to do, you know, because I hear people all the time. The two things that I've heard that I still haven't understood is, yeah, I don't drink water. Um, I've heard that multiple times in my life. And I've also heard people say, yeah, I don't work out. You know, I'm not really trying to become fit and all that. Well, it's not become fit. It's, you know, it's about your loved ones. They want to look at the person across from them for as long as possible. Mm. But if you're not taking care of yourself, they, that decreases the amount of time they can even see you or even speak to you. So yeah. if you think about it like that, it's like, yeah, maybe I should move my body a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, lastly, for the athletes, hey, as an athlete, there are multiple parts that come with that. Because if you're an athlete, most of the time you are a student as well. All right. And you probably live at home with your parents. And you're probably going through puberty, all right? Or, or, you're, or you're changing, you know? Because um, mostly, most athletes that currently play are between 
um, eight or five and I say 30. So between five and 30, your body's going to change so many times, mm-hmm. even at 30, I'm 35 and my body's still changing, you know? <laughs> so with that, um, with performance, it's like, Hey, dive in, see what you can do. I'm not going to say push your body to the limits, but see what you're capable of. It's our job to see what our body can do. You might be able to do something that nobody else can do, but guess what? If you never unlock that, nobody ever know. You know, so it's, I have this one thing I say to my young athletes. If there's something wrong with you, you should know everything about it except the name of it. Because there isn't no, I didn't look at it because I didn't want it because I was scared to look. No, explore it. You got a slash on your arm or your shoulder is hurting. Check it out. Find out what's going on. Like, see, can you move it this way? Can you move it? And then when you get to the doctor, you can be like, hey, I tried this. I tried that. And they can be like, oh, wow. Like that already, that's out the window. Now we can get focused on creating a solution instead of going there. I don't know. You know, like, no, it's our job to find out about our body. People that we pay, they can tell us solutions about what to do when it happens. Okay. So, but it's our job to take care of it before we get to this person. Yeah. It's like a big theme here is like taking, taking ownership for your health and like advocating for yourself. Yes. I like that. I got it from you. Ownership. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing, we're doing a little back and forth here. There you go. So where can our listeners find you and your facility and your Instagram? Give me everything. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. So um, right now, um, you can find my Instagram at Fast World Class and the business page where you can see the type of workouts that we offer. You can see some of the specials that we're running right now is Fast Athletic Performance. Now, um, with the personal Fast World Class, on that page, if you choose to um, become a follower or friend, um, what you'll be getting is specific exercises on how to become more explosive and fast. All right, that's what I specifically teach on that page, how to become faster and how to become more explosive. On our athletic performance page, it's going to be a, a mix of what we offer at FAST, some of our community, some shout-outs from clients, because, you know, we love to praise um, our clients, because hey, they, it's, it's such a big deal to actually go work out in the first place, but to stay consistent at it and see some goals, that's, that's something that we sh- should be celebrated, you know? So we take, we take that serious, and we're doing that a lot more on the page coming up um, because we do it in-house. But I'm like, people need to know do what we actually do, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And just to be able to celebrate, like, what people have accomplished. Yes. So we're located on Upper Meeting Street, Charleston, all right? Now, this is going to be away from Calhoun. We're about um, three miles from Calhoun Street, and I'll say about five miles from Park Circle. All right, we're right in the middle, um, and – that area is growing. It's in the, it's right in the um, up and coming brewery district. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of businesses developing that area. So hopefully yeah. things continue to work out, you know? So you go work out at fast and then you go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. I don't tell everybody. You know <laughs> that is Charleston in a nutshell. It yeah. is right. <laughs> yes, for sure. Love that. Awesome. Thank you, Reggie, so much. This has been awesome to learn about you and your facility. Man, I'm so appreciative for this opportunity. Thank you so much. And Hannah, um, I'd definitely love to have you in sometime. Oh, shoot. We're putting it on podcast. We're... <laughs> I would love Well, well just for the class, you know, or just even check out the facility because um, 
you know, if there are some fitness goals that you would like to reach, um, there's another opportunity to help reach them, you know? Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.